0: You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. and gentlemen, welcome once again to the PackerNet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadan. Well, I want to say thank you to the six of you that decided to show up today. Um, there's, there's, It's a no-win situation that I'm in right now. First of all, let me just be completely honest. I'm just proud of myself for waking up. Not only is this not a fun podcast, not only... Does nobody want to listen? Not only is everybody in such a bad mood that no matter what I say, they're going to be angry because that's just how some people react. But I I feel like I've not been this tired in a very long time. So I'm just going to go ahead and and say that this is already a win because I got up, I grabbed my stupid instant coffee because I don't feel like sitting around and waiting for a pot of coffee to brew, and I just pushed record. So victory Monday it is indeed. I don't, I don't know. You know, I did a uh, call-in show yesterday, kind of an impromptu one, because I just wanted to see if I could do it, and then I did it. Um, and I, I kind of was was thinking through things at the end, and it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do today. A lot of people want me to just get really angry and scream and rant. And rant. I just, I'm not in the mood. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm going to get fired up at some point, and we're going to go through the bad stuff. But... I'm just, I'm not mad, you know, I, I, I'm just, I just feel kind of defeated, I guess, you know, I, I guess I kind of underestimated how much this would suck, um, I would almost prefer anger, but I'm I'm not mad, I just, you just feel, I just feel sick, <laughs> it's probably, probably partly being overtired and whatnot, but I mean, I legitimately physically feel sick, um, I don't know. I mean, the Packers had Destiny on their side. Unfortunately, the one thing that we all overlooked is that Destiny doesn't actually play football. Um, the players have to play football, and they have to do it for Destiny, and they certainly did not. I, I don't know. Ah, let's All right, let's do it. It's, I don't know what it's going to take. Um, the hardest part about all this for me and again, I'm trying to approach this from a rational and not emotional standpoint. Rationally, I don't know what we do. I mean, I really don't want to be a drama queen, but this was the best team in football. We've been through it a million times. Best quarterback, best wide receiver. Don't have the best left tackle anymore, but whatever. Best center, best blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. Stuff that other teams just don't have. Things that teams never have. I mean, you'll go an entire season and not have a team that has that many number ones at that many key positions. It's the best team in football. We'll get to some of the angry messages, but something that the um, really stupid people don't understand is that something can be true generally, but not in every instance. That's that's way over their head, but for the rest of you, you, you understand that. They didn't play like that against Tampa, clearly. But the problem is you look forward and say, are they going to get better or worse? How in the world are they going to get better than that? How in the world are they going to get better than that? We all said it. We all said it going into this game. You're the best team. You're at home. Everything is in your favor. Everything is in your favor. You beat the number one defense just the week before. You're good. And they just played terribly. The coaching didn't even make any sense. I mean, we came into this knowing what they were going to do defensively because they've been doing it all year. We've been screaming, don't do it this time. It's a running team. Don't sit there and play the run. I mean, you know, play the run. Don't sit there and play coverage all day long. This game, it felt like they switched it up and never switched back. Like, why, why are you doing different things? Why are you not playing coverage against Tom Brady? I, I just... <sighs> Kevin King was just... I mean, that was the worst thing. And a lot of people want to put it all on Kevin King. Mr. Negative only wants to talk about Kevin King. And it's weird because it's like, did you see Rodgers not play super great? Did you see Devontae not play very well? Did you see Billy Turner play like absolute garbage? Did you see Rick Wagner get beat a bunch? Did you see the offensive line in general not really have a very good day trying to block in either direction? Did you see Aaron Jones fumble twice? Did you see the defensive drops? Did you see the coaching issues? Did you see the special teams gaffes? Did you see any pressure for the most part all day, with the exception of Kenny Clark, like twice? I didn't see Zadarius or Rashawn once. Well, Zadarius maybe once. I think he had a sack or something. I didn't see Rashawn once. And know oh, this isn't an anti-Rashawn thing, which is just hilarious to me, because Rashawn does really well. All the anti-Rashawn people go into hiding, and then he has one bad day, and they just pop up. But again, it's this day. It's not just one day, it's this day. The day in which it matters the most, right? We heard all the time, oh, we're so mad. We watched last year. We're really mad. We're going to get them. You didn't, though. And it's not because this is the best offensive line in football, because it's not. Why didn't you get home? Why didn't you get pressure? Why didn't you cover? Why didn't you call the right plays? Why is it on this day you just can't do it? Why is it on certain days... It's almost becoming predictable at this point, and, and I said it wouldn't happen because it just seemed like, why would it? Yeah, it's the NFC Championship game again. Yeah, it's the Buccaneers again, but this is a different team, right? It's not. They, they predictably collapsed again. And, and I mean, at least it wasn't as bad as in times past. They had a little bit of fire mixed in. It really looked like they were going to mount a comeback, which was shocking. Usually when they implode, they just implode from first quarter to fourth quarter. This time they they came back. But still, even in the midst of a comeback, they couldn't hang on to that momentum. Just a lot of stupid things. Giving up sacks. Can't even get first downs off of two picks. Two of those interceptions didn't lead to one first down. It's, it's, once again, same thing that happened against the Bucs last time. Same thing that happens against the 49ers twice. And the Eagles. And the Chargers. These games in which they collapse. It's not just a thing. It's everybody. Everybody. This has to be a coaching thing. I don't know what else it could possibly be. Matt LaFleur is a good coach, but w- there there is a serious deficiency with the team that nobody shows up. I, I mean, is he not strict enough? Are these guys, like, partying the night before? I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm throwing out stupid theories, but it's happening way too often for it to be a coincidence. These these massive gaffes in which you are the best team in football. You go on these massive runs, and then you have a day in which everybody doesn't show up. And on the biggest stages. This is at home, dude. This is at home. Tom Brady showed up and he played like garbage. I'm I'm so I'm so sick to death of all the praise. It's amazing to me. I I saw Michael Thomas say, you know, you're just a hater if you don't respect Tom Brady. And I'm not talking about not respecting his career. I'm just talking about this game. I don't know what happened this year. But that guy threw up so many passes that just hung in the air for about a month. I mean, three of them were intercepted. There should have been like six that were intercepted. That dude throws a deep ball. I talk about, well, you question his arm strength. Yes, I do question his arm strength. That guy has no ability to throw a laser beyond 20 yards. Everything has to just float in the air. He launches it straight up in the sky. It hangs up there for a week, and then it comes down about 24 yards. It's just—it was staggering to me the amount of times that you just see the everything look like a hail mary. Like the whole defense is just staring at it. Everybody stopped. You got everybody else kind of converging on the ball. It's crazy, but yet he gets the credit. The defense was able to shut down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in a way that no other team, including the Rams, have. They got a pick, which never happens. They got a billion sacks, which nobody gets except the Bucks all the time. Does the defensive coordinator get credit? Do Does, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul get credit for, you know, having another great game, his second of the season? Does Sean Murphy Bunting get credit for getting a pick? No. Tom Brady gets the credit. Tom Brady gets the credit for busted coverage, throwing to wide-open guys because Kevin King can't cover twice. Wide-open guys in the end zone. Tom Brady gets credit that one of his passes that should have been picked by Darnell Savage ended up getting tipped and then fell back into the receiver's hands. That's Tom Brady gets credit for that, not the receiver for muscling his way back to the ball, smacking the safety out of the way, and catching a ball off a tip. No, Tom Brady gets credit for that. Look, I, I the Bucs don't get where they are without Tom Brady. That's not a question, but give me a break. He wasn't even the 10th best player on that team. Shut up. If anything, they're winning because he's the one calling the plays. Apparently, their coach was gleefully talking about how he just sits back and lets Tom coach the team. Congrats on that. Apparently, he didn't come out of retirement. <sighs> Chiefs, but I, I, I'm serious. I don't think I'm watching the Super Bowl. That is the worst case scenario. If it was Bills, Saints, I would have watched it. Absolute. The the only teams that I really don't want. I mean, well, aside from Vikings, Bears, and Lions, I guess. And 49ers. There's a couple teams I don't want. But the, the the worst of the worst is Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. I mean, come on. It just It just makes the whole thing feel like, what's the point? As long as Tom Brady is in there, and now he's in the NFC, it's like, it's just, don't even bother. <sighs> and I'll be honest, there's a whole lot of stuff going on about uh, the season and moving on from Aaron Rodgers. I didn't listen to any of that. I, we have... We have literally months of time to fill before we see Packers football again, so I'm not in any rush to find every single bit of information and comment on it today Um, at all. We'll get there when we get there, but um, I think it's been summarized pretty well by a lot of people. There's no rationale for Aaron Rodgers leaving. There's no rationale for him to want to leave. Why does he want to leave? Well, because his team isn't good enough. He wasn't good enough. The team was good enough. The team as a whole wasn't good enough today, including Aaron Rodgers. But what, is, is he going to blame everybody else and say it's everybody else's fault? That would be silly. Again, if he could have capitalized on those two interceptions, remember when he screamed on the sideline, the cameras caught him, just get the ball back or get a stop, something to that effect, and then the, the team got a pick, and now it's up to him to be the guy, to be the GOAT to prove to everybody that he's better than Tom Brady, and then they go three and out, and then the defense gets a pick again? And he doesn't even get a first down again? No, this is not everybody else's fault. And going somewhere else doesn't solve the problem. Where's he going to go? Is he going to find a better receiver? He's going to go to another team that's garbage, but hey, they'll get him a first-round receiver, and he's going to be, what, better than Devontae? Shut up. I mean, come on. And then, yeah, from the Packers' standpoint, I understand you're upset, but does that make the team better? Would it make the team better to move on? I had somebody call in yesterday say uh, we should trade him. And, 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 look, I I think you got to put everything on the table, but we're not going to be better. I mean, I, whether we get one, two, or six first-round picks, we're going to be worse <laughs> because our quarterback is going to be so bad we're not going to get to eight wins. So, I, you know, again, I'll, I'll see what he said, but I think everybody just needs to calm down. You know, I just it that that doesn't make any sense to me i mean it's whatever he said has to be looked at through the realm of i mean he's 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 upset he's been saying this forever this is hard for him because he knows his career is coming to an end he doesn't know he said this beforehand he doesn't know if he's going to be in this position ever again that's not necessarily because he's about to retire or get fired or die in his sleep tonight it's a reality in football that the team might not be good enough to even get back to the playoffs they might not. He might not. He's not. I, the odds of him ever playing as well as he did this year for the rest of his career are very small. This was a historic season for a quarterback. You don't see quarterbacks play this well. I, I mentioned how, at least from a PFF standpoint, as well as a few other statistics, you talk about how great Pat Mahomes is. Aaron Rodgers did better this year than Pat Mahomes has ever done in his entire career. Historic. I don't think we ever see that. again And, again, that's the hardest part. What do you do rationally to improve? Because what does it matter? Well, we could have got a better receiver. And then what? He drags this team. He's not. Gonna, why, why isn't he going to have bad days? He's going to be the one guy that has a good day and just drag the team while we're going to throw him a screen pass, and the defense is going to swarm, but he's going to break 70 tackles for a touchdown. What are we talking about? He's going to get wide open. You mean like Devontae was open, but Rodgers didn't throw to him? The one time he doesn't lock into Devontae and he force feeds Alan Lazard, Devontae was literally wide open, streaming down the sideline, probably could have got it walked in for a touchdown. Or conversely, the time he forced it to uh, Devontae in the backfield, in the back of the end zone when Lazard came across the field wide open. There isn't one pick that fixes this. There isn't one thing that fixes this. This was the best team we're going to see. This is the best version of a team you're going to see. The point is, when you have all the chips, you have to make it work. We talk about, all oh, you're wasting Aaron Rodgers' career. You're not getting him the weapons he needs. No excuses. You had everything at your disposal. Everything a team needs to win was right there. You just have to execute, and they couldn't do it. That's the point. Stupid GM. You should have just drafted a guy. If Aaron Rodgers and Devontae and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da isn't good enough, one other guy ain't going to be good enough. Should we have gotten a tackle? And on which side should we have gotten a tackle in the first round? And which first-round tackle should we have gotten? Oh, you don't want a tackle? Then how do we stop all those sacks? You're right. We should have got somebody else in the first round, like two tackles, two wide receivers, a tight end, uh, some interior guys to block better so that we can run, probably a better running back because Aaron Jones keeps fumbling. Should have drafted a corner to replace Kevin King, a corner to replace Chandon Sullivan, and a safe couple safeties to replace the two guys we got. Also, should have drafted a bunch of linebackers. We should have drafted an entire, diff- entirely different football team in the first round, but don't ask me to give you specifics. Stop. Stop. It's not about we didn't do uh, Aaron. Get, uh, the excuses are gone. All that nonsense is gone. We didn't, we didn't help Aaron Rodgers. We helped him. He had plenty of help. He had weapons. He had an offensive line. He had a defense. There's no excuses anymore. Just shut up and execute. Do your job. And they didn't do it. I can't feel sorry for him. I can't. I don't. All you had to do was show up. Just don't collapse. Don't let this be the one day that you guys can't get pressure. They couldn't get pressure. I mean, consistently, and I'm not talking about the the one or two sack. I'm talking on a play-to-play basis, watching Tom Brady stand in a clean pocket. I'm talking about pass rushers who all year have learned the art of just push the tackle into Tom Brady, into the quarterback, and they refuse to do that. They're trying to get around guys. They reminded me of Clay Matthews all the time, where he would try to speed to the outside, and then when he gets stuck, he literally stands there. I'm talking about for the first time all season, we're rushing seven, but, but Mike Pettin has not taught them the art of how to bring extra guys because they all just go into a massive pile and run into each other every time they try to rush extra guys they don't they haven't learned how to space out the the offensive line there's there's an art to it there's a design to it and they don't know what they're doing there's no point in bringing extra guys if they're just going to smash into a pile and trip over each other so you're bringing seven tom brady still has a clean pocket and you got guys wide open it was an embarrassment i mean it's actually embarrassing and no i don't think tom uh, our defensive coordinator is getting fired i don't Why would he get fired? Because of, like, five really stupid play calls in one game? I'm sorry. I don't think that's a reason for a guy to get fired. I just don't because I don't think that Matt LaFleur is going to look at this and say you get all the blame and none of the credit. What happens to Jair if we change the scheme? What happens to Savage and Amos? What happens to all these guys? And, look, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. But the point is, you have to start from scratch. Are you willing to give up all the good in hopes that when you roll the dice, you'll get something better? After we lose a bunch of guys, now suddenly we don't really have corners because Kevin King's gone. So that might get worse, as bad as it already was. That could legitimately get worse. No, no, no certainty about Savage and a- Listen, I'm open to it. Again, we've got way too much talent not being used to its fullest potential. There are defensive coordinators, I'm sure, that could do better. But it could also get a lot worse. Are you sure you want to roll the dice on it? I'm not so sure I want to. We might just be undoing everything that we did. But on the flip side, didn't get anything out of Kenny Clark. That's not unacceptable. We don't seem to be getting enough out of Rashawn. Sidarius didn't really do good enough. I know the stats seem to be in his favor, but not all of them. Just the sack numbers. That's about it. Run defense isn't good enough. I I don't know, man. That's a tough call. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to do it. Everybody's talking like it's a foregone conclusion. I think last year... It was more likely they move on from Pettin than this year. Last year was just a disaster. This year the defense was amazing the entire second half of the season, but then just was really stupid down the stretch. I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. I guess I don't know. But I I I don't I certainly don't think it's an automatic thing. Everybody on Twitter is talking about, oh, he's guaranteed he's gone. Eh. Last year was a much easier call to move on from Pettin than this year. Especially if all they have to do is turn on the tape and Mike Patton looks at it and says he was supposed to do this and didn't. This was my play call. If he did his job, this wouldn't have been a problem. He didn't do his job. It's not a coaching issue. It's a player issue. And and that may not be entirely true, but that's probably all he has to do is show the design and show that his guys weren't listening to what they were told. Show that his guys just didn't execute. And Matt LaFleur isn't going to fire him. Now, Menenga has to go. He shouldn't have been here this year. I don't know why Menenga has, has been here as long as he has, but it's, it's almost not even worth really talking about that. I I don't know. It's just, it's just embarrassing, you know, to, to sit here on this podcast and talk about how great and how special and destiny and all that stuff. And, and again, it was all true. Nothing I said was wrong. Got people calling in and messaging and going on Twitter talking about, oh, I thought you said, yes, I did. And I meant it. And I still say it. I'm sorry you're too stupid to be able to process how this works. It was a special season. It is a special team. They have a massive flaw. But again, people have no ability, and it's just with all this stuff. Even with with Fire Petten, the complete lack of ability to remember beyond the last twenty four hours is staggering to me. We came into this talking about how dominant the defense was. Kevin King completely plays like garbage, and suddenly we got a Fire Petten. Like that's that's not gonna happen. I just—I don't understand what you're even talking about. I threw up uh, the phone number. And I I I, just—I—I don't know. I I probably shouldn't even address it, but I will. Very quickly, because I know everybody hates this, because it's a small contingent. But there is a certain group of—I won't say Packer fans. There's a certain group of of people that— and I, I can't psychologize it or whatever because I, I, don't understand, I don't identify with it. But there's a certain group of people who um, have a really small emotional IQ. That is to say, they, they are basically broken human beings that, that don't know how to control their emotions. But on top of that, it's not... Remember how when you were a kid, and I'm, I'm talking to the boys here, and you had that one friend who would play Madden and lose and smash his controller? I had a friend like that. He doesn't watch football anymore because he just he can't handle it. But even he didn't really lash out the way these people do. He got mad at the situation, like he would smash something, and say, you know, forget the NFL, never watching this garbage. I hate Tom Brady. You know, he would keep it in the realm of hating the thing in front of him that he just hates. You have a group of people who lash out at other people, like other Packer fans. It's here's an here's a parallel. Grandma passed away. And um, cousin Johnny goes to the funeral and he's so sad about granny passing away that he goes up to all his relatives and talks about all the bad things that they did to granny. Everybody else is there is grieving. Everybody is sad. Everybody's having a horrible time going up to your mom who's crying and saying, remember when you were a kid and you ran away from from your mom's house, from granny's house? You told her you hated her. Remember when you told grandma you hated her and you ran away? I bet she hated you before she died. That's 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 what some Packer fans do. I'm not even kidding. This that's exactly what they go around to people who are hurting and they scream in their face because they're so sad and can't control themselves. And it's not just one guy. There there are just this is just how some people react. And because I'm not afraid of stereotypes, um it's all dudes, which is kind of sad because women tend to be the ones who have a hard time with emotions. Again, not afraid to stereotype. It's coming at you too, ladies. They do. They they cry all the time, you know. If you say something like the wrong way that most guys wouldn't even notice, women will cry because how could you say that? And it was the hardest part about getting married is when I was young and I lived with a bunch of dudes, you just say stuff all the time and nothing mattered. When I got married, you got to watch every word you say. But even with that, there are some guys who just are, they suck with emotions. And it's kind of sad, and and, and I would say that... uh, First of all, I'm, I'm hoping that most of you, and I don't think this is the case, unfortunately, but I'm hoping most of you are just very young and stupid. I know I had a harder time with this when I was young and stupid. Right? I've talked about the time when I needed to just grow up, and it was around the time that I met my wife, and it was after the Seattle game, and I threw myself on the floor, and usually I went into a bit of, of, of anger, not nearly to this degree, but it was the whole, like, just don't talk to me kind of thing, and I realized you can't act this way. So I'm hoping these are young people that just need to grow up and realize that this isn't strength. This is you sh- telegraphing to everybody you are really soft, like really, really soft and genteel and uh, need to learn to man up a little bit. Again, I, I'm unfortunately, I don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot of older guys who are married and have kids, and that kind of scares me, to be honest. Um, if you are younger, cool. Work through that. Do not... Start dating, getting married, having kids, any of that stuff until you get yourself fixed. Because, you know, little boys should not be getting married. That's the bottom line. But let me let me run through some stuff. Because there have been some objections from people who can't control themselves. And I want to kind of address a couple of them. Again, I know people don't like when I do this, but we're going to do this. I'm not going to play it because I, I don't really care to listen. But I, I have some transcriptions here. But he... he, he started crying about pff saying first of all he implied that i said the bucks defense is terrible which i didn't say but when you do stuff like this you have to make up part of it to make yourself seem like you know what you're talking about because you're stupid but i didn't say pff said it was a bad defense i said it was a very good i literally said that the day of the football game that this is a very good defense um but he brought up jason pierre paul i'm gonna talk real slow here i know this is tough pff doesn't just do grades they have statistics And statistics are these things. How do I explain this to you? This is tough. So, for example, when you tackle a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage and he still has the ball in his hand, that's called a sack. And when you get a sack, what will happen is PFF, as well as some other things, NFL and ESPN and all these different places, they'll put a one down. In the column called a sack, so you'll have sack on, and the in the column. The row will be Jason Pierre-Paul. So where those two things intersect, you put a one there because it's one sack. Stop me if I'm talking too fast for you. Jason Pierre-Paul has one sack in his last five games. Against New Orleans, he had two pressures, three pressures, one pressure, four pressure, two pressure, two pressure. Against Green Bay in week six, he had seven pressures and two sacks. So sometimes and again this is this is a little tricky I'm, we're kind of jumping from 101 to like a 200 level class here real quick but sometimes what happens is guys that aren't good football players do a good job and, and usually what people do and, I, and again this is this is this is a little tough but you look at instead of looking at that player and saying wow that's a really really talented player you look at the team that allowed that and say wow that's really bad so for example Billy Turner allowed seven pressures to a guy that got 53 pressures on 646 attempts, which is not a good number. That would imply he's not doing a good job getting pressures over the course of the season. However, Billy Turner seems to allow him to get a lot of pressures. Again, I'm looking at this. The statistics, the numbers, they're kind of like letters, but not exactly. And I'm saying Jason Pierre-Paul is not very good, but he dominated Billy Turner. And again, next level, the next thought, for me anyways, is not, never mind, Jason Pierre Paul is really good. It's that Billy Turner sucked. He sucked for the second time against Jason Pierre Paul. This isn't about how elite Tampa Bay was, although some of them played very well. Jason Pierre Paul had a great game. He did, but he shouldn't have. Now Shaq Barrett on the other side always gets a lot of pressures, and he had a bunch in this game. Jason Pierre-Paul does not, and he should not have been able to do that to Billy Turner, but he did. I haven't said a single thing that's subjective in regard to the statistics. It's objective. Does everybody in the class know what that means? Again, I know you're sad, but you got to grow up, dude. This is, I mean, it's, it's not even hard to think through this stuff, which I guess it, it makes sense. Stupid people really do tend to be the really angry ones. That's, that's, that's science. You know, they've done IQ tests in prison. (laughs) The numbers aren't great. Seems to be a correlation there. So keep coming at me because it tells me everything that there is to know about you. There is a lack of emotional and probably just flat out intelligence. And it shows in the messages you send. And I'm not just speaking to angry people. I'm talking to all the people who don't act like this, but have to endure the barrage of anger that comes through Twitter and every other medium that exists. This is another person who will not have as good of a life, nor as much success as you will. Because this isn't how you become successful. This is how you ruin your life. Because like I have to tell my, my children, my daughter who is now a teenager, it's very important for her to understand nothing gets hidden. I, I can look up your phone number, dude. Now, I'm not going to do anything with that information, but it's just you can't act like this. Actions have consequences. And if your wife and kids don't already know who you are as a person, they're going to find out. If your employer doesn't know how you act, they're going to find out. People make it their entire mission to ruin people they don't like. So control yourself. Grow up. You're not going to hurt me. I'm just going to make you look stupid because I got nothing better to do. And we're going to move on with our lives. I just watched the Green Bay Packers season end and I got over it in about 30 minutes. Go watch my call-in show. That was 30 minutes later. I was fine. I'm still fine. If I can get over that, I can get over a idiot who doesn't know how to think. <laughs> Everything I've said about the team—it's a specialty. It is. Everything I said about the Bucks is an objective reality. I also said that doesn't mean the Packers are going to win. It doesn't mean the Packers aren't going to implode. It doesn't mean Billy Turner isn't going to show up and play like garbage again. It doesn't mean Wagner isn't going to have his worst. <laughs> like I said last time, they played the Bucks. Everybody had their worst game ever. Well, it's because the Bucks are so good. Okay, if that's your conclusion, that's cool. That can be your conclusion. I think that makes you stupid. That's my, my thought, because that, that's so irrational. Better than all the other defenses we've faced. Okay, yes, they have better corners than the Rams. They have much better pass rushers than Aaron Donald. They have all those things. Much better. Clearly better. Well done, sir. Bravo. And kudos to you for not using PFF. You're so intelligent, because you watch football, and you've seen every play of every player, and you have graded them. And you've written it down and you know, and I'm so proud of you for doing that. You know what you should do? You should go ahead and write it all down and charge money and you can be better than PFF. At least that way you're being productive in society and making something of yourself rather than just choosing to go around and just lashing out at people. It'll give you something constructive to do with your life. All I can say is I'm glad this is a good football team because you only have to endure this stuff Maybe I don't, maybe I'm not glad, because I have to assume people like that wouldn't be able to sustain an 8-8 eight and eight season, and they'd have to just walk away. Again, everybody's feeling that level of disappointment, the buildup, right, the level of excitement. And I'm sorry if I got you all built up with telling you objective information. And I'm sorry that in your mind you came to the conclusion that the Packers actually had a chance, and then they didn't. And I'm sorry that you've decided that this is all my fault and you need to tell me how much you dislike me and try to hurt my feelings. I'm sorry you're going through that. We all are. But, you know, obviously in the world we live in today, everybody thinks the entire world revolves around them and their feelings are the most important thing. So there you go. But um, we're all going to move on with our lives. I would encourage you to do your best to do the same as best as you can. And as I said on Twitter, which is not very nice, but it's not intended to be better. You take it out on me than your wife and kids or mommy and daddy, because clearly you have anger issues and that's pretty unhealthy. Probably mommy and daddy issues. If we're <laughs> being honest, I don't know. I just, I, I again, I've I've had some issues, man. No question, I've had. It. I've just, I've never been that kind of a person. It's, I, I mean, it's it's kind of just interesting. I mean, it's sad and pathetic, but it, it's still there's a part of me that wants to understand it. But I guess it's it, you probably don't need to dig, dig deep. It's probably just that surface level of irrational anger. But there was a barrage of that. I got a bunch of it on Twitter and uh, the call-ins and everything else. I don't know. I guess I guess that's where I'm at. It's okay to be mad. Try not to lash out on anybody else, but take some time to be mad. It's fine. Or sad, or whatever it is. Go somewhere else. Don't take it out on your family or random podcasters if you can help it. But, you know, if you have to, I guess, fine. I'm honored you thought of me (laughs) in your moment of rage. It's flattering. But, I mean, I've I've talked to to several people. Uh, Most of them are, are, you know, just rational and and exhausted and sad. And and Look, the bottom line is take however much time you need. You know, walk away from it, and uh, we'll be here when you're ready to come back. That's the best I can say. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to move on. It's it's exhausting trying to think where do we go from here. Uh, again, I, I keep making that same point, but at the same time, again, it, it just comes down to the Packers are still in a better position than pretty much every team in the NFL. The, the question is, what does Matt LaFleur need to do to get them to execute? And I unfortunately, I don't think we can solve that today, and, and, and that's the one thing that I'm stuck on, you know? Um, next year, you just have to come back and be as good, but you have to win. And I don't know what you do about that, but that's that's that is Matt Lafleur's, Brian Gutekunst, Mike Pettin, if he's still here, whoever, that becomes your number one job. Why? What is happening in our locker room? What is happening with the way that we coach this team? What is happening that our guys can't show up on the biggest days? What is happening? How can you allow these things to happen? Again, these are uncharacteristically bad things. It's not that the team is bad. Kevin King had probably his worst game of the season. Billy Turner had his worst game with the exception of the last time they played the Bucs. Rick Wagner, worst game since the last time he played the Bucs. I mean, just down the line, everybody was so bad. Why does this keep happening? Why? You have to answer that question. I don't care what it takes. I don't care about anything else. That's the only question that matters. I mean, and, and, unless we're not interested in doing anything other than having great seasons, you know, great regular season team, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to get that second ring. I, I don't know. It's hard to believe it's a lack of motivation, but did they look motivated to you? They didn't look motivated to me. I don't know, man. And again, I, I don't really want to delve into uh, the off season stuff. A lot of people are super panicked, and maybe we should be. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't had time to really process that. I've been trying to think about this season which is now officially over this is now the 2021 season which sucks yes i'm mad at the refs yes i'm mad i mean it's just everything everything was was brutal even the fans in the stands like i was it just me or could you could you not hear anything i heard nothing i heard reference to you know oh man 8500 8, 8, people or whatever he said can make a lot of noise i could hear tom brady talking no problem seemed to me there was a lot of people standing there with their faces covered trying to yell which was muffled trying to clap with gloves on their hands and then trying to bang these soft cardboard things on the on the benches and thinking that that was making a lot of I couldn't hear a single thing I'm not blaming you I'm just saying I mean it was it was everything like there, there was no noise in the stands the weather wasn't as cold as we thought the referees were trash the play calling was garbage the team didn't execute it just from top to bottom man it's just it's it's an embarrassment and it's embarrassing because you, you sit here and you, you say all these things and it's not just me it's the fans and it's everybody on twitter and and whenever they get on the national this is you want to know why they get no respect this is why because when, when all the eyes are on the packers they look and they're like all right everybody's saying they're a really good team let's see if they're different they look and they go no it's the same old stupid team why why i'm tired of playing this game you know, Packer fans say, no, 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 we're really good, we're really good, we're really good, you just just check us out, just watch, you just watch. And then everybody watches. The whole world watched. The only game that was on. And the Packers looked bad, and they're like, yeah, no, it's the same team that got lucky, which isn't necessarily true, but they sure make it look that way, don't they? The Packers do it to themselves. We get no respect, yeah. Because, because you play like that. Because when the world is watching, you are an embarrassment. And they see that, and that's what they remember. And that's what, you know, when when the media members next year talk about Brady and they talk about Mahomes and they talk, talk about every quarterback except Aaron Rodgers and they talk about how he's overrated or whatever it is they end up saying next year, and I'm sure they got a whole list of stuff they're going to come out with because Packer fans don't take kindly to it, and they give them a bunch of money by retweeting and everything else. Um, this, this is largely going to be why, you know? Whether it's right or wrong, you know, it's not, it's not all in Aaron Rodgers. No, but it is a little bit. It is somewhat. When Tom Brady got that ball, was there any doubt that they were going to close this game out? Not not very much. Which, yeah, they, they shouldn't have even had that opportunity. We should have went for the touchdown It's you know, whatever. I don't know. First of all, they weren't going to get that. <laughs> they, they were not going to get a touchdown if they went for it on four. And I don't think they've converted a single two-point conversion all season. I, I'm dead serious. I don't remember a single conversion of a two-point conversion ever. They have sucked at that. So I, I'm sure that was not the right call, but I, it, it just provided a little bit of levity in, insofar as, hey, the defense just needs to get one more stop. The field position wasn't terrible for the first time ever. Get one more stop, get the ball back, and, and you just got to get a touchdown, and you don't even need a two-point conversion. You know, we can just, it'll be a walk-off touchdown. Either way, the odds are super stacked against the Packers. And again, look, I mean, it, there, Rogers had his opportunity to prove to everybody, right? He's the guy. How? Again, two picks, two interceptions. All you have to do, and this is this is all the momentum is in your favor, right? Everything is in your favor. You get an interception, go score. Didn't even get a first down. Another interception, go score. This is it, score, and you've got you've got the lead for the first time all game. You have the lead. Couldn't even get a first down. So, yes, we are in for another barrage of Aaron Rodgers is not that good, the Packers are not that good, they're overrated, and they've earned it. Not because of what they did during the season, because I think they earned a lot of respect during the season. But when you get on the big stage, when you get to the NFC North Championship, everybody's watching, everybody's saying, hey, maybe they're for real, something seems a little bit different. We'll see. Everybody's been talking about this offense, number one offense. Everybody's been talking about this. We'll see what happens. And they just crumble. They can't perform. And then they go to the, the podium and they're like, well, we got to figure out what to do next year. It's like, D- okay, yeah, okay. There's nothing to figure out, dude, except one thing. Just one thing. It's not the draft. The draft doesn't fix this. Free agency doesn't fix this. They did draft. They did go to free agency. That's That's what all this was. That's what got us here. Execute. And again, now we're getting to the point where we start to regress because we're out of money. Because we did go all in. Because we did what all the fans wanted. Aaron Rodgers has never had weapons. He's never had a good defense. He's never, 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 never. Number one offense and and a defense that has shut down the last five opponents. He had his defense. He had his offense. He had everything that we've said that he needs. All he needs is X, Y, and Z. Okay, here you go, Rodgers. All you need is a defense. The defense got you two interceptions. This is all you've ever wanted, all you've ever needed. It's all on you. You want another ring? This is it. Go get one. Couldn't get a first down. It's not all on Rogers, but this is where the criticism comes from, and there's no escaping it. There's no escaping it. I'm not going to make ex- why should I sit here and make excuses for him? Why should I make excuses for Matt Lafleur and for the defense and for the offense and for everybody? I don't have to. It was right there for you. No excuses. Everything was right there in front of you. At any, you take any two of these serious mistakes and turn them around, and the Packers win. Devontae doesn't drop the touchdown. If Rodgers doesn't, you know, throw to the right, if Rodgers would have just run in at that time, he probably could have got a touchdown if he runs in. Instead, he force-feeds Devontae, who's standing there with three defenders standing right next to him. He force-feeds it to Devontae when Lazard is open. Forces it to Lazard when Devontae is open. There's, there's, no, there's nobody to blame. This was on them. This is not on Gutekunst. This isn't about you should have drafted a receiver. That's stupid. Everything was right there. Everything had everything you needed couldn't do it i don't know what else to say um that's that's obviously a massive flaw that's that and that that's that's the scariest thing of all is there's nowhere to go from here there's nowhere to go you you can't i mean for every team in the nfl literally every single team you can look at and identify players that they need to win a Super Bowl. The Packers are the only team out of 32 where it's not about players. You can't—of I mean, you. you of course you can improve the team, but why does that matter? This is not a player issue. This is not a personnel issue. This is a deeper issue, and I don't know what the answer is. What do you do about a team that just occasionally decides just, we're just not showing up today? And they'll do that two, three, four times a season. 16 games in a regular season, you got three games where you just don't show up? That's completely unacceptable. I'm not talking about losing. Losing is one thing. Having your worst game ever, having everybody on the team have their worst games on the same day, that's not losing. Something is seriously wrong there. Something is very wrong. And again, it keeps seeming to happen on the biggest stages. I don't know, man. I don't know. Are they they just getting so outcoached? Are there just certain coaches that are just better but I mean who I mean uh, 49ers the next year the 49ers are garbage and we stopped the 49ers out 34 to 17 is it it's, I just you know <sighs> again I, I I don't I don't feel sorry for them they got exactly what they earned and again yes I, I I'm I am mad at the refs, and I thought the refs were terrible um but it's, it's, it's almost an embarrassment to even run through the list of, of issues with the referees because for every bad call or no call by the referees, there were six really bad mistakes by the Packers that put them in this position. I generally like the fact that they let them play. Um, some of those were just inexcusable. I think there's letting them play and then there's just refusing to do your job. If you're just not going to do your job, then, you know, whatever. But, um, I mean, it, it, it was bad that, that – And the the fact that they ended the game with penalties, basically, is is remarkable to me. They chose not to throw any flags, but then made the decision to end a NFC championship game by throwing flags. It wasn't just just the hold. It was the 12 men on the field, which they miss. And, And again, what are you supposed to do? Just not call it? Again, pathetic by the Green Bay Packers for the second time getting caught with 12 men. How many times have they had 12 men on the field all year? Have they had that once? They had it twice in this game. Again, just what are we doing? What 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 are the coaches doing? What, what why are we trying to substitute right now? I mean, uh, Tom Brady was like to the line, you're trying to get Snacks Harrison off the field. What? Just stay on the field. Why who's the coach saying, "Hey, come on off?" Ah. But again, we just have to do a review right now. It's very important because there's something wrong with the clock, I think. Let's check the cl- Oh, look, the Packers penalty. Oh my goodness. Imagine that. I mean, I don't want to get conspiratorial, but it does feel like, in general, the refs do not want to end a game based on a penalty. That's what happened in that, that Bills game, right? I remember thinking, I think it was the wrong call, but I don't want to end a game on a penalty. You don't want to do stuff like that. I don't even remember the context, but it was something to that effect. And here in this game, we're going to end a game based on penalties. That's wild to me. The Packers did get a stop. Was there, oh, Yes, there was a hold. There was also a massive overthrow. That ball was not getting there. Imagine that, Tom Brady threw a bad pass, what he's been doing all game. He was the worst player on that entire team. He missed so many passes, it was pathetic. And this is another one, if there was no hold, and and again, it was Kevin King because he got beat again, but if if Kevin King wouldn't have got beat or if there was somebody else that wouldn't have got beat, it would have just been an overthrow and the Packers would have got to stop. But Kevin King got beat, so he had to grab him. But again, it's funny because there's, there's a screen grab circulating that shows like from the end zone, so you can see how far the shirt is stretched, you know, and it's from behind the pocket, the offensive, you know, f- f- sideline or whatever, uh, line of scrimmage or whatever. And people are like, "Look at that hold! You can see how far he's stretching the shirt, and it literally shows Rashawn Gary being choked out, like from behind." Like, yeah, you're right. There was a hold. Oh, you're talking about Kevin King? Yeah, that was also a hold. The back, the the, the guy who's positioned right behind the quarterback who has one job: watch for holding sees a offensive lineman behind a defensive lineman with his hands flung up in the air and the offensive lineman's har- arm around the defensive player and doesn't see a hold. Alan Lazard is being held, what, one possession beforehand? Clearly being held. That same guy that saw Kevin King hold didn't see that. By the way, with that end zone cam looking toward the offense from the defensive sideline, if you watch that replay, there is a defensive lineman who has a hold of Billy Turner's face mask, just grabbing it and wrenching on his neck. That same guy who didn't see Rashawn Gary getting held also didn't see Billy Turner's head getting ripped off. I mean, it's just it's just it was a pathetic job by these referees. It was absolutely pathetic. Yes, I agree. Again, two things can be true at once. Another concept that some people have a hard time with. It is true the referees were pathetic. It is okay to be upset with pathetic referees that may very well have lost this game for you because even though the Packers played poorly and deserved a loss, they still could have very easily won this game. A stop by the defense right there, right there, could have meant the Packers get the ball back, score a touchdown, and win the game. It very easily could have meant that. Instead, they throw a flag for the first time all game with some of the most egregious penalties not getting called. They decide to call that one, which was... Clearly not egregious, considering again how far that ball was overthrown. It was over only overthrown because it was be, being held. It's not like he grabbed the guy. He was running the whole time. It slowed him down a little bit. But I don't know. I, again, whatever. Yes, that 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 was a good call. You're right. He was holding. But but then we have to go back and reanalyze all the other holds in that game. So I don't know. Again, both things are true. It shouldn't have had to come down to the refs. The Packers should have just won the game. However. It kind of did come down to the refs, and the refs just handed it to Tampa. Both of those things are a little frustrating. The game ended on two penalties. Correct penalties, although (laughs) there were penalties on Tampa that didn't get called. That would have been helpful. I just, I I don't know. I mean, it would be completely unfair, but I would love after a game like this to just sit the referees down and say, you know, explain this one to me. Oh, I just, I didn't see that. What, What were you looking at there, Chief? We got a bunch of you so that you all don't have to see the whole field. You just have to see the things right in front of you. For example, if you're standing in the backfield, just kind of watch for holding and stuff. Didn't see any holdings except that one. I mean, you know it's bad when when you've got Aikman who, you know, there were a couple times he was being a little iffy, I think. (laughs) Well, what was it? On that interception by Sean Murphy bunting, it was hilarious to me. That they pointed out that he held on that play, that it should have been a penalty. Which again, there's another one. That interception should have been a penalty. It should have been not been an interception. He held the wide receiver to stop him in his tracks and then jumped to the route. Because not only did he keep the um, receiver from completing the route, but it kind of he pulled himself forward by grabbing the jersey and, and jumping in front of the ball. And you have guys like Aikman sitting there saying, "Oh, that was clearly a hold, but man, what a great defensive play by the defender there." Excuse me sir. <laughs> it's not both. They, I mean they they highlighted the penalty and then immediately move on to what a great play. That was a great play. What a great play. No, not a great play. Cheating is what that was. But that didn't get called. Kind of an important kind of an important play. Right? Kind of pivotal. And I thought we reviewed interceptions and stuff. We don't we didn't look at that. Apparently we didn't look at that. I don't know. Maybe you can't review that, which I I, I still don't understand why some things can get reviewed and something well, that's not a reviewable thing. Why? If you're looking at it, look at it. We went to a commercial break. You tell me the refs couldn't sit there and go, "Oh, nope, that was a penalty." Now we're going to give that back to the Packers. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I really want the game to devolve into review every single play, but it's kind of a big play, and we're looking at it anyways. It wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to look at it and say, "You know what? That was a that was that was a bad play. That was that was called cheating. Should not have got that interception. You grabbed and pulled on the receiver to be able to get that interception." And so uh, that is a penalty, and you will not be able to retain the ball. But, you know, Kevin King's like, all right, if we're going to play it that way, then I'm going to grab this dude a little bit, and uh, nope, we're going to throw the flag and end the game. Cool, thanks. And yes, I realize the game didn't end right there, but it certainly doesn't help. And then the 12 men penalty, obviously, well, that didn't end the game technically. Okay, first and five, and they need to get one first time. Shut up, dude. Come on. Again, I'm not giving anybody a pass. Nobody deserves a pass, but I'm going to take a minute to get mad at the refs. Because, again, as much as I agree with the general sentiment that, you know, if you don't want the refs to decide the game, don't put yourself in a position for the refs to decide the game, the biggest problem with that is sometimes games are closed. That's a reality. Not every game is going to be a blowout. Yeah, it'd be great if you could just be better and blow a team out, and then the refs don't have any say in this. Right? That happened several times where the Packers did blow out a team, and they had, like, two calls go in the Packers' direction. And it's like, yeah, unfortunately, you can't really point to that because it was such a big blowout, it doesn't matter. But not every game is a blowout. In fact, most games are not blowouts. They're really close, and when they're close, and the refs do a really bad job, that can swing games from wins to losses and from losses to wins. So it does matter. It absolutely matters. And I, I, have been saying this. I said this about baseball forever ago. Baseball doesn't need umpires. They don't need anybody. You've got. You could put technology in all these different places. You, you don't need them. I feel like computers would do a much better job. I just do. Why, why do we need people to to place the ball somewhere. They don't know what they're doing. They're guessing. Critical first downs and third downs and whatnot. And we have people out there guessing. Why? What is this, a charity program? We got to keep keep that unemployment, you know, down or up. Unemployment up, employment. No, employment up, unemployment down. Oof. I should just call in today. And I should because I was planning on calling in for the Super Bowl, but I'm not even going to watch the Super Bowl. So now I don't even get a day off. I should call in today. I got a lot of stuff to do at work, though. Maybe I'll get a lot done today and take tomorrow off. Just take a day to mourn. Oh, this is going to be such a bad day. Oh, I, I just, it's one of those days I know I'm going to show up and everything's going to go wrong. I know that's going to happen. This is going to be a test your patience kind of a day where I'm going to be tested to not be that person that lashes out at people. <laughs> this is my opportunity to prove that I actually am better than that. We'll see how it goes. Oh, man. Well, we're clearly not doing a commercial break. And before I uh, forget, because I forgot yesterday, and I'm making uh, Mr. Jacob do more work than he needs to. And I know you don't care. It's horrible timing. But we're still doing more Instagram giveaways. Um, He is giving away a lot of his stuff. He's working really hard on that. And um, if you're interested in that, you should definitely go over to Instagram. All the instructions are there for you, so go check that out. Packernet Podcast is the name of the Instagram so be sure to check that out. You can have some something good happen out of this. You can get uh, free stuff, and that'd be great. Um, I don't know. I acknowledge this was not my best episode. It was never going to be. It just wasn't, right? It's just, it's ugly, and it's gross, and I'm kind of glad that the numbers are going to be down because I don't I don't know that I want a lot of people to listen to this whining. Um, but I kind of planned this yesterday that I'm just going to take a day. I'm going to take a day to just... Wine, and um, you know, I don't want to transition too quickly into optimism, but we're going to get there, just so we're clear on that. That is the ultimate plan. Um, maybe it'll start as early as tomorrow, I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly am not going to sit here and pout forever. I, again, I'm, I'm already over it. There's nothing else to do. I, I Everything I said, you already know. Right, the refs are bad. Yeah, you know. Rodgers wasn't great. Yeah, Devontae wasn't great. You know. You know all that stuff. Okay, now what? So, um, We have an entire offseason, and as I've always said, the the purpose of offseason is optimism, and that's what we're going to look at. Um, There's nothing, you know, fate didn't help us win a Super Bowl. Fate isn't going to keep us from winning a Super Bowl, right? Well, it's just not in the cards. They just can't win. That's not true. They can. They got to figure out how to do better. Um, You know, if you're going to collapse twice a season, let's get those out of the way and then win in the postseason. They got to figure some stuff out. Maybe we get a new defensive coordinator and that f- helps things out. Maybe we get a new offensive coordinator and that helps things out. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. It's a billion different possibilities and we're going to run through a good portion of them for the next several months. But I am excited. I mean, it, it's we, we got some new stuff. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be pushing YouTube pretty hard. Um, I really am pretty excited about this call-in thing. That's something we can get going. Um it's not going to be for the podcast. I had somebody who was kind of upset, like, oh, I kind of listen because I like your podcast the way that it's formatted now. I don't really want it to become a call. Co- it's not for the podcast. This is all it's going to be me rambling and ranting about whatever comes to my mind. Um, the call and stuff are going to be like live streams, probably to Facebook, because that's where most of you are. Um, But I will try to transition this over to YouTube a little bit because that's a much bigger audience, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's going to be some disasters in terms of call-ins and things, but, uh, you know, we'll roll with it. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I shouldn't do YouTube because I can get demonetized when people swear and stuff. So I can do it on Facebook and then um, edit it later and then post it to YouTube so I can make money off of people who are trying to. That's like the ultimate get back at (laughs) people who are mad. You're trying to hurt me, and it's like, cool, man. By the way, you just made me money. Thanks. Keep them coming. Because that's some great content, man. If people call in and they're just angry and we get into an argument, that's that's gold. Please do that. I'm going to get so many subscribers and make a billion dollars. So please try to ruin my life. It's going to be great for me. Why do you think these people are so controversial? You know why people have these hot takes and make people so mad? It's because they've they've been so calloused they can't be hurt, and they embrace it, and they make a lot of money— off of making people mad and, and emotionally unstable people attacking them. I think I'm at that point where I'm ready to do th- not not on purpose. I'm not gonna be Colin Coward and just be ridiculous for the sake of ridiculous, but I'm I'm ready now. I feel like I'm I've after a thousand episodes, I've built up enough calluses where I can sit here and listen to people mock me and just think about all the money that's gonna roll in for that. And just smile and say, Oh yes. Ah. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting more powerful. <laughs> It's gonna be great, man. Twenty twenty one, we're coming atcha. I'm I'm good, man. I'm I, I'm serious. I'm I'm good. I'm fired up. It's gonna be a great off season. Again, take as much time as you need. I know the numbers are gonna plummet. I know you know we've been making a ton of progress with growing everything, and, and that's all gonna to come to a stop, and that's gonna be sad and depressing. But um, again, take some time, but but hurry back because it's gonna be a fun off season. Um, I've I've really gotten a lot better with the technology stuff and with this new computer, thanks to you guys, by the way. That's still open if you want to help chip in. Um, I'm going to be able to do some really cool stuff for the draft. I'm um, going to be able to do again, some call-ins and, uh, you know, that was the problem with the live stream is it's hard to like talk and have commentary, but if I can have people call in, oh, it's, I'm excited, man. I'm, I, this, it just, the, the switch just flipped. I'm ready to move on. It's going to be a great off season. That's a weird way to end this because it was so negative, but if you're ready to move on, hit me up tomorrow. We're moving on. If you're not, again, take some time. Well, as much time as you need, we'll be here, and um, that's that. But I'm, I'm fired up, dude. I'm excited. I'm ready to do this. I'm gonna have some fun. But you folks have yourselves a fantastic day. That's, that's not gonna happen. Do the best you can today. If you got some sick time, take a sick day. Take some time to relax. Be nice to people in general, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye.